0: Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is September 23rd, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts. First reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $10,807.52, up by 0.5%. Second place, Ethereum, settling at $362.53. With a 1.9% gain. 3rd place, USDT Tether. Settling at $1 with a no gain, no loss. 4th place, XRP Ripple. Settling at $0.24 with a 0.3% gain. 5th place, Binance Coin. Settling at $28.75 for a 0.7% gain. 6th place, Bitcoin Cash. Settling at $228.36 for a 0.2% loss. 7th place, Polkadot. Settling at $4.40 for a 0.2% loss loss. Eighth place, Chainlink, settling at $10 with a 1.3% gain. Ninth place, Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, settling at $174.61 for a 0.3% gain. 10th place, Cardano, settling at $0.10 cents for a 4.2% gain. All right, CryptoNas, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall market is at $352 billion, up by 0.9%. All right, let's get started with the crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as coingecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies like I almost just did right now. There you go, I just collected them. Alright, starting off with our first news from Jeff Benson, Ethereum data firm, Dune Analytics Nets, $2 million seed round. Dune Analytics, a free Ethereum data website run by a two-person team out of Oslo, is getting a cash injection to scale up its staff and expand its offering. The company announced today that it has raised $2 million in a seed round. Dragonfly Capital led the round with additional funding from Multi Coin Capital, Digital Currency Group, Coinbase Ventures and a smattering of other prominent projects, VC firms and angel investors. Dune is a website for data junkies trying to determine what's going on with the Ethereum blockchain and connected projects. It pulls data from Ethereum smart contracts and turns them into charts showing things like decentralized exchange volumes, number of DeFi users, and transaction sizes. Whereas a block explorer like Etherscan provides a searchable history of blockchain transactions, Dune is more of a tool for interpreting that history. Alright, next news written by Sharyuwa Malwa. China central bank blacklists local Bitcoin OTC merchants. The People's Bank of China, PBOC, the nation's central bank, is flagging accounts related to large cryptocurrency traders in its latest crackdown, according to local news outlet Wu Blockchain. The move is in part of a broader crackdown on money laundering in China. Earlier this year, the PBOC launched its drive to eradicate illegal earnings and partnered with the country's local banks to share accounts information and China's actual details to prevent proliferation of unlawful funds. Of which cryptocurrencies form a part in china facing the brunt uh, are china's over-the-counter crypto dealers or firms that conduct trades outside of the public market such as crypto exchanges and usually transact with upwards of millions of dollars some crypto otc accounts have reportedly been put on a blacklist maintained by the pboc and are forbidden to use bank issued cards for the next three years or conduct online transactions in the next five years the report said These rules apply to all blacklisted accounts and are not limited to cryptocurrency accounts. Well, you know what? I think China made a good move there. Because obviously these exchanges are had been caught money laundering. They should be charged, not just blacklisted. They should actually be charged and and taken a job for this and shut down actually permanently. But mm, I don't know. They're just going to be blacklisted for three years. You know, but that's a start. That's a start. Um, Try to try to get that 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 dirty money out of the market. Next news written by Liam Frost. Ex-White House chief of staff joins blockchain advocacy group. Mick Mulvaney, a former acting White House chief of staff, has joined blockchain advocacy group, the Chamber of Digital Commons, alongside financial giants Visa, Goldman Sachs and Six Digital Exchange. The block reported today. His experience as a legislator is very valuable valuable because he can help us navigate Congress, which is a very complicated organism to work with, said the group's founder Perrine Boring in the announcement, adding that Mulvaney would bring regulators' point of view to the table. While Mulvaney will sit on the Chamber of Digital Commerce's board of advisors, Visa, Goldman Sachs, and SDX have joined the group as executive committee members. Mulvaney served as the acting White House Chief of Staff between December 2018 and March 2020 and is a former member of the U.S. House of Representatives. Among other things, he co-founded the Congressional Blockchain Caucus, representing the state of South Carolina. Currently, Mulvaney holds the position of Special Envoy to Northern Ireland. Alright. Cool. That sounds pretty good. Next news, written by Adriana Hamacher. Venezuelan authorities to govern all Bitcoin mining by decree. Hmm. A decree published on Monday by the Venezuelan authorities mandate that all Bitcoin miners join a national pool and imposes regulations on every aspect of their activity, according to local news outlet, Crypto Crypto Noticias. Venezuela's cheap electricity and inflationary economic policies have made their premier spot to mine Bitcoin in South America. While the new decree pro- proclaims the legislation of crypto mining, it joins a raft of recent legislation that increasingly seeks to centralize and control the mining of the world's most popular cryptocurrency or national territory. A6, manufacturing mining farm construction, the import of equipment, and the distribution of funds will all be regulated under the law, issued by the National Superintendency of Crypto Assets and Regulated and Related Activities. Hmm, I don't know, that that, that don't sound too good to me. Hmm. The authorities claim that Bitcoin mining has paved the way for increased speculations of the value of the dollar and circum- circumvention on the country's financial control. So, As such, the Registry of Miners, R-I-M, has been established to pro- process license via the web. It will include equipment manufacturers and those involved in constructing mining farms. Anyone operating outside the pool will be risking a hefty fine. Man, I don't know. That doesn't... That sounds... That doesn't sound too good. It sounds like you join them you're gonna get screwed you don't join them you're gonna get more screwed either way you get screwed so that's doesn't sound too good doesn't really sound like uh, it's in it for the miners not at all next news written by Will Heisman more than 430 altcoins are now derived from Bitcoin Bitcoin, the godfather of all cryptocurrencies, is also a father and grandfather to over 436 altcoins that account for approximately 6% of the total sum of the cryptocurrency market. But what's up with Bitcoin's reproductive rate and what's the forking point of it all? Here's a rundown of Bitcoin's most popular and less popular altcoin spin-offs. A Bitcoin fork in crypto lingo can be described as a radical updated to the network protocol. There are two types, hard and soft. The latter acts as a minor upgrade while the former, quite literally, tears their protocol in two. In other words, when devs fall out, become fed up with the status quo, or otherwise want to build something off the back of Bitcoin, they can with a hard fork. Since Bitcoin's genesis in 2009, there have been approximately 436 hard forks, of which around 250 are defunct as of writing. Mm A history of altcoins. Uh, should I read all this? It just it talks about Litecoin. Litecoin intended to develop a up, uh, develop upon Bitcoin, focusing on speeding up transaction rate, taking an improved, more efficient POW algorithm derived from Fair, fair Bix and combining it with the code from Bitcoin Core. Okay, what's next? Bitcoin aside in 2017, four years after Litecoin's inception. Another particular notable hard fork occurred: Bitcoin Cash. Okay, Bitcoin Cash proponents believe that the matter could be fixed by increasing Bitcoin's block size, allowing the network to process more transactions per block. Okay. Nevertheless, even with hundreds of, uh, of uh, off, offspring looking to overthrow Bitcoin, out of approximately 7,000 plus altcoins, with the current combined market cap of $330 billion, Bitcoin captures, well, over half of that value with a market cap dominance of 58%. It just goes to show news isn't always better. New isn't always better. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's why Bitcoin's here to stay. Buy your, buy sats. Buy just tons of sats. Especially when the market goes down, buy it up. Don't look at, don't look at Bitcoin going down as a bad thing. Don't get scared of that. Don't be like, oh my God, Bitcoin's going down. What am I going to do? You should buy up sats. Buy sats. All right. Next news, written by Dana Phillips. How Trump's strategy for the US dollar could ultimately impact Bitcoin. Since March US President Donald Trump administration along with the Federal Reserve has been working up to prop up an economy devastated by the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. Unlike many other economic superpowers, the United States has had to contend, contend with an extended first wave of coronavirus infections which saw it become the worst affected country by total numbers of cases. As a, as a result, the Trump administration and the Federal Reserve have had to go to extraordinary extraordinary lengths to keep people working and boost spending. What the Fed did. These efforts range from cutting interest rates down to near zero after a shock 1.5% reduction in March to purchasing massive amount of securities. Overall, the Federal Reserve has injected $2.3 trillion into the market since March through its purchasing of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, bringing its total assets up to $7.06 trillion. Wow. 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 The impact on Bitcoin, despite initially collapsing by more than 50% between mid-February and and mid-March, this year the stock market suffered one of the worst sell-offs in recent history. The price of Bitcoin made a dramatic comeback in its second and third quarters pumping to over $12,000 before dropping back down to just over $10,000. The US dollar on the other hand hasn't fared so well over the same period and slipped against the euro pound sterling. Japanese yen, Chinese yen, and most other major major currencies since March. As the world's primary reserve currency, a huge number of the U.S. market can be considered correlated to the performance of the U.S. dollar, including U.S. stocks, real estate, and equities. However, Bitcoin has frequently been described as uncorrelated asset that moves independently, independently major stock indices, forex, and other financial markets. As a result, it is commonly seen as a hedge against the, a struggling U.S. dollar, protecting protect holders from the adverse effects of inflation. let's see scrolling on down in any case if the fed's new fiscal policy ends up backfiring and taking the stock market with it there's a strong possibility it will also adversely affect bitcoin to what degree however remains unclear all right next news written by scott cipollina DeFi DeFi diehards claim controversial few token was a joke all right time for a sip of water I guess a half a bottle of water. <clears throat> a group of DeFi enthusiasts have been criticized for creating a worthless token and discussing, either jokingly or not. To dump it on the market, they claim that the whole thing was just a humorous experiment. The controversy follows a previous airdrop of meme tokens, which when handed out, was practically worthless. But after some people had sold the tokens, they soared in value, leaving them with a bitter taste. The few, the FEW token was created on the back of this, in hopes of redeeming their lost fortune. But the whole project went belly up. <clears throat> Sean Westrick, founder of Westrick Law Firm, told Decrypt that it, it, as DeFi continues to grow, it's hard for small participants to know what projects are legit and what projects are not. Adding that Twitter is. Where a lot of people get their information from, people who are knee deep in crypto projects, and these individuals become trusted for good or ill. Yes, be careful what you read on the internet. Not everything is true that you read on the internet. Let's see, what are they gonna say? What are they gonna say? I'm scrolling, well, there's a lot here. Let's go to the last part here. Uh, Sasano addressed his actions via a thread on Twitter. He said, Quote, I woke up to a flurry of messages on Telegram from a group that I was invited to. I signed up on a forum for an airdrop with my public Ethereum name, made an obvious regretful comment that muted the chat. I know for some that I was I was just joking. Defense is a weak one, and I totally understand why people are skeptical of it. Sassano so added, "I realize that I need I will need to rebuild trust with some people, and that's something that I will commit to doing. If only there was a token for that." Hmm. hmm Okay, next news. Be careful with what you read on the internet. Next news written by Jose Antonio Lance. Uniswap's uni gains 20% as most DeFi tokens suffer losses. Uh, the newborn token that now allows it allows the Ethereum-based decentralized exchange Uniswap to, to be community run has spiked more than twenty percent in the last twenty four hours. It's now trading for roughly $5 per token. Meanwhile, however, the rest of the DeFi market isn't faring so well, and the same goes for the broader crypto market too. <laughs> the birth of Uni was bombastic. Two days of hype pushed the token from just $0.30 cents at launch to $6.90 the next day. Since then, the trading on Uni has cooled and the price dropped all the way down to $3.90 yesterday. Something changed overnight, however, and Uniswap fans have seemingly grown tired of seeing Uni in the red. Uniswap's token currently ranks 36th among all cryptocurrencies by market capitalization, which today rebounded to $614 million. That's enough for for 6th among so-called DeFi tokens, according to CoinGecko. Okay. Of course, the same basic holds true for the entire market. Crypto, crypto took... A $22 billion hit on Monday as Bitcoin's price fell so close to 5%, settling around $10,400. Traditional markets likewise have felt the pain with the Dow following 800 points. Neither crypto nor stocks have yet fully recovered from that drop. Alright, next news. Remember, if it's in the red, buy up your sats. Next news written by Alexander Beckrans, DeFi Firewall aims to make markets safe for institutional traders. A new set of security controls are making the wild world of DeFi safer for institutional crypto investors without sacrificing the convenience and accessibility of decentralized protocols. Trustology announced today the release of the new smart contract safeguard controls, a firewall designed to only allow interactions with verified safe DeFi smart contracts from other trust vault custody systems. Trustology is a digital asset custody provider helping institutions and other big-money entities hold their crypto in high-security hardware modules with added features like optional insurance coverage and account recovery recovery capabilities. The new controls show that innovative DeFi products and their touted sky-high annual returns are attracting the attention of institutional investors who recognize they need additional protections from risks that many DeFi users admittedly still only bear understanding. That, bar- that only barely understand. DeFi designates an emerging group of blockchain based protocols that give users access to financial products commonly available from t- traditional banks and financial institutions, including dollar denomination loans and interest earning depository accounts. In the last four months, these products have attracted several billion dollars worth of newfound interest. All right, next news. Written by Jeff Benson, Google, Benmo, Adobe X, XX, XX executives joins Coinbase leadership team. What? Coinbase has created a platform team to bridge the products and engineering side of the company, and it's hiring some Silicon Valley veterans to fill leadership roles. The San Francisco based cryptocurrency exchange today introduced Silphadar, Robbie Biocod, and Frank Yu to the leadership team they joined from Venmo, Adobe and Google respectively. Dar will serve as Coinbase's new Vice President of Products. Prior to coming to Coinbase, Dar was a was product head at Venmo, the digital payments company. Before that, she helped usher in and expand mobile commerce at PayPal. Ravi comes ab- 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 aboard as a new VP of Engineering previously as head of commerce engineering at ad- Adobe, he oversaw elements of the software's company commerce platform to make sure it integrated with other Adobe products. <laughs> okay, and who was the other one? Uh, according to the LinkedIn profiles, you and Dar started working at Coinbase in June. But what about you? Oh, here we go. Um, Frank, you as VP and design and research. You come straight from Google, where he led. The search data company's efforts to enhance the user experience for G Suite apps such as Chat, Calendar, and Google Voice. Ok. Alright, next news written by Robert Stevens. One billion dollars in bitcoin options expires Friday. Here's what it means. Almost a billion dollars worth of bitcoin options contracts a little under half in existence are said to expire on Friday per data from SKU Analytics. And Ethereum isn't far behind. About $450 million worth of ETH options contracts expires on the same day. This could potentially introduce a whole lot of crypto back into the market as traders look to dump or hodl. Here's what to expect. What is the options contract? First thing, what are we talking about? An option contract let people buy Bitcoin in the future at a price agreed to before, beforehand. So if you entered into an options contract when Bitcoin was worth about $4,000 falling Mid-March crash to receive your Bitcoin at this, at this very same price come the final Friday of September. That would have been a smart decision or lucky bet as Bitcoin had more than doubled in price. This is also the, the premise, premise, premise of a Bitcoin's future contracts. But where the two differ is that Bitcoin future contracts create a, a contractual obligation to buy that Bitcoin upon the contracts expiry. With options, traders are not contractually obligated to buy up the Bitcoin, but simply have the option to, to do so. All right. Let's scroll on down. Let's see what they say down here. Uh, hmm. Beau Beard adds If a large number of contract holders use this ability to purchase Bitcoin before the contract expires, that would place upward pressure on the cryptocurrency's price. Likewise, if contract holders use their options to sell, it would place downward pressure on Bitcoin prices, he said. However, if it could also have very little impact at all," he said. If the options contract expire without being exercised, used, then they won't place upward or downward price pressure on Bitcoin. All right, it's kind of common sense, right? Next news, written by Scott Cipolino. Gemini launches in UK as part of global expansion. Crypto exchange Gemini has expanded into the United Kingdom after successfully gaining approval from the United. From the Financial Conduct Authority, as a regulated entity, the FCA has authorized the exchange with an electronic monetary institute, money institution, EMI license. The crypto exchange's approval by the FCA signals a new step in, in the mainstreaming mainstreaming of crypto services in the UK. Gemini provides tools that allows users to trade and invest in crypto assets. With the newly approved license, UK customers can make GBP deposits and further their Gemini accounts via faster payments, CHAPs, and SWIFT wire transfers. All right, let's see, Uh, scrolling on down. It was also no coincidence that Gemini pursued regulatory approval in the UK. The FCA knows what it is looking for in an an e-money institution. London, along with New York, is one of the major world center in the fintech space. Halliday said adding that crypto firms must build a bridge between the old world of finance and the new frontier of crypto. It's clear that massive scandals hitting regulators worldwide have not quenched crypto's thirst for regulation. Alright, next news. Yeah, we are done. Yes, We are done. That was quick. Uh, I made that as quick as possible. If you want, you can always go back to the particular day. And read more detail on each one of those articles because I just read small little uh, snippets on each uh, each of those articles. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, I greatly appreci- appreciate you all listening. I truly do. A lot. A lot. I, you don't understand how much I appreciate doing this for you all. Um, it, it, it brings me happiness to get all this positive feedback from all you, from all around the world. I have people listening to me all around the globe. It's unbelievable how amazing it is to do something that I actually do enjoy. I, I do enjoy doing this. I like this. This is this is fun for me. So if you want, head on over to, uh, th- to the Discord channel, uh, chit-chat. We got it going on over there. With that said, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.